sometimes you just open your mouth and shove your foot in there before you've thought to yourself, that might not be a good idea. It helps you to realise how much you have to listen to be able to learn. This is Messages of Hope and I'm Celia Filkey. And today we're talking about father-daughter relationships. My guest is Matthew, father of three boys and a girl. Matthew, your daughter is 15 now, which is a really tricky time. Thinking back to um, where you, from the birth and all of the possibilities and things ahead of you, and now you're 15 years down the track, can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. I guess the first thing I want to say is I've never been a 15-year-old girl, obviously. And, <laughs> and I just think to myself, you know, it's so hard being a 15-year-old girl. Wow, the world that they live in with all those relationships and how important relationships are. And I, I can't remember ever having to think so much about the world I was in when I was 15 compared to what my daughter has to. And if you've got a grumpy dad as well, like, you know, how much harder is that? There's a lot of drama happening. <laughs> There's there? a lot and of drama. Oh, look, I don't think my daughter's a drama at all. And yet there is a lot of just drama that goes from being a 15-year-old girl. And trying to navigate that. What helps you to help her? Yeah, I think recognising just how critical relationships are. When you, you think you've talked it through and it's sorted because the next day they're friends, but then two weeks later it's still going on and you go, well, what, what happened to the fact that it was okay just before? And, and you just think, oh, how, how do you as a young woman even know what it's going to be like for you today? And so then you've, you recognise the stress that they must carry walking into that. If, if my workplace was like that, I don't know that I could handle turning up each day. And sometimes I've talked to her and she's gone, I don't look forward to this class because when I'm in this class, this person will sit with that person and will ignore me. And, and usually we're friends. And then when they're with that person, then, then I'm no one. But when they're not with that person, I could be their best friend. And I'm just going, oh, how do you, how do you handle that? How do you do that? And, and yeah, you just feel like going and banging their heads together. I'm looking across from you and going, oh my gosh, you are the father of a 15-year-old. I can see it in your the, face. The grey hair, is that what you were going? <laughs> no, just no, the, okay. the sheer, uh, oh, I've got no idea what's going on. My head feels like it's going to explode. Okay. Coming up, we'll talk about the struggle of wanting to fix all our child's problems. How do you find the balance between their independence and your desire to protect them or empower them? Matthew, have you seen a change in your role as a father between the day you first held your daughter in your arms to now that she's a teenager? You know, when your kids are little, you still have a sense that you'll always be able to protect them. When they get to be teenagers, you know they're entering the world where you lack influence. And that feels scary, but it just reinforces the need to have them equipped to be able to handle their world and to be able to develop their character, not just a reliance upon you as a parent, and to be able to feel like mum and dad think that you can handle this. And just for them to be able to walk into a situation with that sense of power, boy, is that, I think it makes a difference. You know? That's really important that for them to know that you believe they can do yeah. it. How do you find that balance between protection and empowering them? I don't think there's a perfect answer to that, Celia, but maybe it's about being aware. So the strong part wants to just fix stuff 
but I think the sensitive bit goes, how can I listen to what's going on for you? How can I allow it to be what's happening for you rather than about what's happening for me? It's her life and she's got to work that out. And the solution might not be the one I was hoping for. And if I'm honest, most of the time I don't really know exactly what the solution could be, but it's her solution. So when you can't, everything in you wants to fix the situation, you feel powerless. How do you, I guess, live with it? Um, I think recognising that if I've taken the power to fix the situation, then where's her part in that? And so sometimes in order to allow somebody else to have a sense of power in their situation, you need to not take it. Sometimes your role is to be the cheer squad on the side rather than, you know, in there sorting it out for them. That feeling of, of wanting to protect, how intense does that get? It, it's almost like a primal feeling rather than, a, a, you know, an intelligent feeling. <laughs> and it's that feeling of how dare you treat my daughter that way. Um, it taps into some of the feelings I had as a teenage boy and the way that, the, you know, the girls could cut you down just like that and you hear them doing that to you, your daughter and you go, I want to sort you out. I want to, I want to help you to understand exactly the impact of what you're doing and what that's doing to my daughter and I want you to pull your head in. How do you feel when you actually, because you can't actually do that. No, you, you feel like there's this beast inside of you that's trapped in, in an outwardly appearing calm person exactly. but in my guts it's just churning because and I just go no don't do that don't do that it's a really tricky space oh, isn't it yeah so what helps you calm the beast well there's more than one thing I think practice helps me calm the beast um breathing helps me calm the beast some of it is remembering the pain of what it's like when you haven't come the beast. Um, so, you know, remembering just how much of a mess you can make when you haven't done it right. And, and I guess, you know, just reminding yourself in amongst it just how hard it is for them. My daughter has a beautiful heart and she thinks about everyone's how they're all feeling and all that sort of stuff. And I'm going, well, if, if I put on her the burden of how am I feeling about it as well, it's just another, you know, brick in the, in the backpack and, you know, she doesn't need that. So, you know, in my good moments when I get to calm the beast, <laughs> um, that's what helps. So I'm guessing there are times when you can't hold it together. Where, where do you go from there? Like, how do you bring it back? So we all get it wrong sometimes. And that's where relationships so critical. If you haven't already proven that actually you're on their side and you care and and you're trying to understand that world, then you know if you haven't done that, when you mess up, that's all they've got. So you've got to work on listening, even to the stuff that you think is not as important as what else I've got on my to-do list today. You've got to listen to all that stuff because it gives you. That's where that great stuff comes in, you know, just being able to be a part of their life. But anyway, um, so if you're investing in that relationship, then when you mess up, there's a possibility of grace. This is Messages of Hope, and we're talking about father-daughter relationships. 
Every parent and every child have times when they mess up the relationship. How's that been for you in your family, Matthew? When living with any teenager, and this isn't specifically to daughters, it's, there are times that they aren't going to have any filtering before they say or do what they're doing. You know, that's just part of growing up, and I'm sure I did the same thing. Um, and so you get plenty of opportunity to, sh- to show grace, to go, well, actually, that hurt, but I love you anyway, and somehow to show that and to display that you can come back from anything and our relationship will still be okay. That's the hardest thing in the world, but sometimes, but anyway. You, that's I what think, grace is yeah, for you. Yeah, that's what grace is for me. And it's probably just as well, because I need forgiveness as, you know, sometimes you just open your mouth and shove your foot in there before you've thought to yourself, that might not be a good idea. But it's too late, it's out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've come to re- just accept that that happens sometimes. Um, and so in those moments, sometimes you have to be honest and go, well, actually... I've thought about that and maybe you have a point that I didn't listen to in the moment and I'm really sorry. Can we have another chat? And sometimes it works <laughs> and sometimes it doesn't so well. Um, you know, I, th- I happen to think my daughter's pretty extraordinary so that sort of that helps. <laughs> where do you find in those moments when you regret how it's turned out, like, yeah. like where do you find that grace and that forgiveness to enable you to go and ask it from your daughter? Yeah. Few things come into that. I suppose my my faith definitely comes into that, and and I suppose that that desire for that to always be a part of our our home, that sense of grace and forgiveness. Just recognizing that even though we mess up in life all the time, somehow God still loves us. And I'd love to say I've got that sorted in my head, but that's um, I struggle with that still, you know. But at the same time, it is part of my life. I, I feel. I feel God's love even when I mess up. What do you want your daughter to learn from you and her brothers? I think uh, the word respect is what is the number one word in amongst there. You want, I want all of my kids to recognise that they need to respect others for who they are, even if they're different to them, and not define them on some sort of narrow framework of either you're a male or a female, therefore you go into this category or that category. So I, I don't want my kids to feel that way. I don't want my daughter to feel that way. Yeah, and I guess it's that sense of developing within themselves, that sense of self-respect, so that no matter what they come across, Mm. they are strong enough in who they are and Mm. what they believe in their values Mm. that Mm. it's that respect others but also know who you are so that you respect yourself, perhaps. If I can teach my daughter that she's respected for who she is, that... That's a protective factor then, isn't it? Wow, that's pretty big. You've been listening to Messages of Hope. For free PDFs, videos and podcasts about positive parenting, go to messagesofhope.org.au or for a free booklet, call 1800 353 350. That's 1800 353 350. I'm Celia Filkey. I hope you can join us again next week for another Message of Hope.